Hello, everybody. Coach John Daly here back again. Today's date, October 26, 2019. It's a Saturday. And in the house, back in the uh, old confines, which we haven't been into in a long, in a long time, the uh, library recording studio. Dr. Jeff Lipp is in the house. How are you, my friend? It's good to be here, Coach Daly. It honestly feels like home, truthfully. Yeah. It's been so long since we did one here. We've been doing it at the high school or wherever we can meet up, more than anything like that. But it really feels good, honestly. It feels like almost like a vacation to a certain extent because – and then coming back, it just feels great, honestly. Yep, I've been looking forward to this. Um, you came at me earlier in the week. Um, you have a guest coming in for your show. Needed a place to meet. And I said, let's do one with mine. It was a great idea. <laughs> I, I do appreciate it, buddy, because I've missed you and – uh, we're going to catch up here, and I want to share with the listeners a little bit. Um, this is a common theme of many common themes that uh, Jeff and I talk about, about choosing growth over comfort, okay? And really, your success, not only your success depends upon it, but I think your life depends upon it, too. Uh, this article I found, of course, from Success Magazine. Uh, Margie Werrell wrote it. Great article. So I'm going to share some stuff uh, with Jeff here and, of course, the way I roll is that he has not seen this yet, <laughs> and so we're keeping him on his toes. Uh, but Jeannie Romady, CEO of IBM, said something similar when reflecting on her own career. Growth and comfort do not coexist. Okay, so whether you're stepping into a bigger role at work, learning a new skill, pursuing a goal, or making a change, you cannot grow into the person you want to be unless you're first willing to get uncomfortable. So first of all, Back that up, Jeff, that statement, because you live by that. I mean, you have, def you have defined that a lot. But I want to zero in on stepping into a bigger role at work. Sure. For you, my friend, because that's exactly what's been happening here in these last few weeks. And I want to want you to share with the listeners what the heck's been going on and, and how you've been doing with all these changes. So, again, I feel like every time I come on your show, to a certain extent, something interesting has been happening with me professionally and that's the kind of best way to kind of put it so i was approached by several different leaders in regards to a different position within the district that we work at and you know they saw me in, potentially to move into a position of leadership and to lead a different part of education that i've never experienced ever before in my life and what the position is is to kind of really sum it up, it's the director of adult and community education, basically. And in there, there are so many umbrellas that fall underneath there that, honestly, John, I didn't even know some of those existed. I'd be quite honest with you. And being a school counselor and in education for so many years, that was just what I was focused on, just being a great counselor, doing what I could. And then, obviously, different times where I could experience different ways to grow uh, professionally, I wanted to take advantage of it. That's the reason why... More than anything, I decided to go to an IB school to go ahead and try to further my career as a counselor. And so life takes you in so many different directions. You don't even know. Like I had a common goal to go ahead and open my practice one day. That's exactly what I still want to do. It's just that now there's a little bit of a deviation to this plan specifically. And so to make a long story short, I went through the due process. And now I'm now the director of basically what they call special programming in our public school. And I find it fascinating how I got here because, honestly, this was not on my radar one bit. Mm. But when life situations kind of present to you, you go back to how you make decisions. And for me, difficult decisions like that are not the easiest thing to do. I don't think anyone makes – you can say that difficult decisions are easy to do in general. But 
for me, I go back to my faith quite a bit. And my faith has helped me, no matter what I've done, to always go back on those decisions. And I shared this with my church congregation last week, Sunday. I said basically that, you know, in reflection and how I got here, the most important for me thing to recognize is that my higher power loves me unconditionally. No matter what I choose in life, I can be the biggest mistake-driven type of person. (laughs) But my higher power has always got my back. Mm. He will love me regardless of what I choose to do. And sometimes I feel that when you're given a difficult decision, you have to make a choice and you have to rely on something. That's exactly what I do. Now, I don't know you know, how I'll end up doing this job. I, I, I don't know where this will take me. But I know that I, I, there's a reason why this happened. And I don't know what that is right now. Uh, I'm enjoying it. It's a lot of work. It's a tremendous amount of work. But any position you go into where you're trying to learn something new for the first year, you're going to be completely uncomfortable. And you have to expect that. What I didn't expect, again, was going back to the mindset of like just be constantly just trying to absorb knowledge so much because it's just a foreign language to a certain extent right now. And so you have to pace yourself. You have to understand that there's a learning curve and that, you know, you just got to like keep forging forward. Every day is a brand new day. Every day I'm learning something new, which I did that on my other job, truthfully, when I was a counselor. The, the fact of the matter is I was still learning, but it's just constantly trying to find balance. And I think that, you know, everyone always says to me, you know, how are you doing it? How are you doing it? Just finding balance, you know, and honestly relying on things that got you here before. So in basically reading that whole statement, what I heard again is that that's how I live my life, being uncomfortable completely every single day. Like I know a lot of people don't like that. And I know that when I don't get comfortable, when I get comfortable, I I feel like I'm not growing to a certain extent. And so people challenge me all the time uh, to grow, to think about different ways to kind of like keep going. But what's interesting for me is just physically my body. That's the one thing like. My mind every day, I literally go home for the last, I would say about a month, I go home and just like, just crash, like, because my mind is so drained. And I d- didn't realize just how much I enjoy these weekends. And then coming, obviously doing a podcast with you, just how valuable this time is with you. Because again, you need to take care of yourself physically, mentally, and sp- spiritually. So again, that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, comfort is like my middle name. No, discomfort is like my middle name right now, more anything <laughs> like that. So that's the best way to kind of put everything. Jeff C. Lip. What's the C stand for? Non-comfortable. Uncomfortable. Jeff N. Lip. Non-comfortable. <laughs> I like that. Well, buddy, you know what? You are missed already uh, in your old position, but um, there's not a person that I've talked to at our, at our high school that, um, yes, they're sad, but there's not a person that says, you know what? This is horrible, blah, blah. They are happy for you. They know it's a great move for the district. They know that... Um, you're going to be making a difference with so many more people mm-hmm. at so many different levels that it's it's a win-win for all of us because you're still around. You still have an impact on our district, on our community. And I know uh, it was a tough move for you. And I know you've been working your tail off and because every time I see you, the few times I've seen you, you look like you're worn out. Man, I've been putting in like 12-hour days for the last three weeks. Yeah. And again, it's a lot of work, a lot of work. And again, it's understanding that it needs to be done now and I want to do my best and but it takes time to learn and to make informed decisions mm-hmm. truthfully but again it's like learning a foreign language it really is you got to sit back and you kind of like just take it all in and then just day by day you know and then you find good mentors you find good leadership mm. to help you and lean on because that's exactly what you need to do and lucky for me in this new position you know I have people that I trust already 
And it's just fantastic. It, it's a lot of work. I'm very grateful for this position every day. I wake up, even though I'm super duper exhausted, I'm very grateful because it's like I get an opportunity to learn. And that's what I really dig about this more than anything like that. It's the opportunity to learn and meet different people. Like, I can't even tell you some of the people that I met already. They're just unreal. Like, in this position, truthfully, I get an opportunity to work not only with senior citizens, but then I also get an opportunity to work with teenagers. And if you just look at that, it's just such a different age group in general. But the life stories that each one of them have, it's powerful. Mm. It's impactful. And it's just these people, it's just, it's unbelievable how important a story is, truthfully. Yep. And again, I'm grateful for this. Uh, I know this is kind of where my higher power wants me to be right now, specifically. Mm. And I, I felt it. It's in my heart that I know this is the right thing to do. But again, it's it's not that my body and my mind is not exhausted because I am extremely tired. And even coming here on a day that we don't have to work, I'm tired. Right. And it's because I'm just trying to recruit from the week before. And I had to disengage. But even my mind last night was trying to think of things that I needed to get done and things of that nature. So it's, again, going back to what I constantly talk about in my podcast that I need to constantly keep doing, you know. And, you know, we talked about this before, too. Do I continue doing some of the things that I do, et cetera, et cetera? Yep. You know, I can't make those types of decisions right now. It's more about being present in the moment. I knew I was going to do this with you. I know I'm going to have a guest on my show, too. But, again, these things are what got me here. So I don't think I can just go ahead and disregard those things. You just got to keep moving forward, keep pushing forward. And it's, again, just tremendous people in my life personally that have got me here, truthfully. Like, I mean, I can't even, like Trisha, you know, Trisha is a mutual friend between you and I. She sent me a message, text me uh, all the way from another state, you know, and basically wanted to check in on me. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's like that. It's like that, that, again, I feel that life and the people are in that in my life, truthfully, surround me and i know that i made a good decision based on that you know because you know your higher power to a certain extent will allow you to protect you but in general like you gotta you gotta have some faith and so going back to what your original statement was you know you know being uncomfortable versus comfortable it's it's the same thing with faith versus fear truthfully and so they both require this aspect of the unknown we talked about this many times and I got to have more faith than fear, truthfully. Mm-hmm. And But it's not that I'm not fearful, honestly. I mean, I do have fear because I'm a human being. But I do rely on faith more than I do on fear. That's awesome. And I, it, the thing that popped in my head was you and I sat down with Abel on your show, uh, this generational leadership yep. talk that we had. 100%. And you just brought up the fact that you have a wide spectrum of people that um, you're working with now. Yeah. Uh, elderly and also the young people in high school. But also, isn't there a little bit of uh, early childhood uh, absolutely so absolutely. I mean, you're going to be seeing little kids too 100 percent, 100 percent. yep and it's again this is why it's all encompassing of these different areas that i have to focus my attention on that is part of it too so again it's another awesome. opportunity to grow it's another opportunity to learn again this is why i have entrusted people within my circle that i kind of have to rely on right now and lean on to just kind of you know, share their information, what they know about me. Honestly, John, they're they're the experts right now, truthfully. Mm. I am not an expert in anything right now, and nor do I ever claim to be an expert, truthfully. But the fact is that, you know, you have to create a relationship with these people that you work with so they're willing to share, so they're willing to grow with you, and they're willing to help you because we all have, at the end of the day, one concept, which is, again, to make our organization better. That's right. truly what it comes down to. And so bringing unity, bringing, obviously, creativity into all of this is the key component in being successful in any type of organization. So now that I'm still, 
very interested or very invested in this organization. That has to be my number one priority. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I'm, I'm working across the spectrum if you really want to truly know about that. And it's just a different type of flavor. And again, for me, you know, it goes back to my personality. What can I control? What can I not? What do I need to like disengage with? What do I need to focus my attention on? And how do I want to spend my time? Yep. It's about balance. It's about honestly just kind of like sitting back and just kind of understanding that I have to be patient. And that's that's really the one virtue that I struggle with personally. And now professionally, mm. I need that more than anything again. Ooh. So again, I feel that life will present a situation with you which will challenge you. And you have to embrace it. And once you embrace it, you go ahead and continue to move forward with your faith and then try to learn from that. Right. Oh, that's huge. And I think back, I got my start in education, in adult education. I mm-hmm. uh, worked there for four years, a couple different districts uh, before I got my high school job. And then it also came to mind about Sam Crowley, his Tuesday night uh, Bible study group where he's hanging. He's the youngster of the group right. in his young 50s. And I think the... Youngest uh, of the other people are in their 70s, 80s, and even 90s. And so you have a great spectrum of people uh, investing in you now and, and offering, you said it, those stories are so flipping powerful. Speaking of stories, the author uh, wrote in uh, this article, Since my childhood growing up in rural Australia, I've taken countless steps outside my comfort zone. I guess living in Australia, you would do that. <laughs> I picture that. Sure. Each one has reinforced the universal truth that we yearn for most what. And what we yearn for most often lies in the other side of what scares us most. It requires allowing ourselves to be vulnerable to rejection, to losing face, or falling short. Quote, unquote, life's magic happens outside your comfort zone. Okay, that's kind of a popular catchphrase. But does that negate its truth? Which really begs the question to ask, why do so many people tiptoe through life? spending their best years in the confines of shrinking comfort zone. So I want you to answer that, Jeff, but also on piggyback on that. In today's 24-7 culture of fear, it seems like there is more fear, there is more uh, anxiety, let's put it that way, yeah. with constant bombardment of information, social media, news. Um, you know, when things happen, boy, I mean, it takes merely seconds for it to get out and uh, influence our lives. So... Why do so many people tiptoe through life, spending their best years in this shrinking comfort zone and this 24-7 anxiety, more fear that we see? How are people, you know, uh, dealing with it, not dealing with it? Do you recognize it in your life? Um, just speak to that a little bit. I think our listeners would really love to hear, hear you say something. So to answer that question really quickly, I had to bring up the word vulnerability, truthfully. Mm-hmm. So no one likes to be in this uncomfortable situation because of that feeling of vulnerability, truthfully. And for me, you know, and anyone stepping in a new position, you don't know anything. And when you don't know anything to a certain extent, you have to embrace that vulnerability. No one likes vulnerability. So no one wants to put themselves in that position to be in a vulnerable position, truthfully. Because it's also viewed as a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, for me, I don't really care. I, I really don't. I, I embrace it. And, you know, that's the best thing that I can do. It's just love it. It's, it's a working relationship between me and vulnerability, mm-hmm. honestly. It's something that I know that I don't like to do, but I have to embrace it. In my culture, you know, being an Asian culture, more anything like that, weakness is not something that we talk about, truthfully. You know, this is perception that you have to be successful and perfect. And it's not a good perception to have, truthfully, because I'm nowhere near any of that stuff. But for me... In my journey, either professionally or personally, 
I embrace my vulnerability. I'm quite open to talking about it. And what my, why my podcast exists, truthfully, is because of the fact that I don't want anyone to go through the same mistakes that I go through mm-hmm. in my own personal life or professional life. So in general, so like the question was basically why aren't, why we have this shrinking comfort zone, right? Well, it's because that, you know, everyone basically doesn't want to embrace a vulnerability sometimes. And people that do embrace that vulnerability, I promise you they'll end up growing because on the other side of vulnerability is the creativity to get through that vulnerability. Mm, And so once you see that and once you embrace that and understand that on the other side is that creativity that lies there that you never knew had it before, you learn so much more about yourself and you grow exponentially, truthfully. But the other point to your question was the social media, things like that, the constant, you know, surrounding of just bombardment of information or anything like that. Well, for me, I think information is useful. It's power, in mm-hmm. my opinion, and it's needed, you know. So, again, you pick and choose what you input in your life, right? Yes. So, like, it's like a car, right? So, do you fill it up with certain level of gas, regular gas, high-octane gas, whatever it may be, right? So, when you look at your mind, it's like a temple. You feed your car, your temple, whatever you want to look at it, with whatever information you want. You pick and choose, Right. And so for me right now, like, I'll be brutally honest, I don't have too much time for social media or anything like that. Really, my time that is spent is kind of like just really growing, meditating with myself and just kind of like constantly keep reflecting and centering on myself what's important right now. And unfortunately, and not unfortunately, but really what's the main focus right now is my career. And it has to be because at this time, that's what life is demanding for me, you know. And, you know, one of the most interesting things that was asked of me especially during this whole process was that where do you see yourself five ten years from now and for me honestly you know me john i'm a very in the present moment type of guy so i live my life in the here and now or anything like that but when someone asks you a question like that you have to self-reflect and you have to honestly answer it and i'll be quite honest with you i don't know i'm hoping to be lit alive truthfully i'm hoping to be employed someplace truthfully but like you know life has really taken me in this unique direction whether or not it's social media related higher power whatever the case may be it's just life and again it's all based on the decisions that you make has got you truly right here for me specifically it's like i enjoy my life i enjoy being in the present moment and that's those things that i have to constantly keep working on and doing and continuously applying every single day because man life can be challenging Mm -hmm. work can be challenging people can be challenging truthfully and you have to push past all that to remind yourself of who you are genuinely. Yeah, that's huge. That's some good, great, great reflection. You've you've been pushed through the ringer here, dude, <laughs> over the, over the last not only you know few weeks, months, but over the last few years. And I just love the way you've come out of it um, because there's lessons there for all of us to learn, which I know I am trying to learn from you. Um, so Margie, the author, uh, goes on to say she's encountered each time they've had the choice to do the brave thing over the easy thing. They've opted for the latter. They've opted for that easy thing. I think I know the answer to this, Jeff, but I'd like you to share it with people. Um, has there been a time where you lost confidence in yourself majorly and um, pulling yourself out of there? How did it change you? What did what you go through? I mean, this happens every day. That's the honest to God truth. This happens every single day, you know? The reason why I lose confidence in myself sometimes is because every day I'm presented with a decision that I have to make, truthfully. And, you know, I'm like always trying to get in my own head. It's like, is this the right 
decision for me to make, truthfully, for our organization, for look at numbers. Matters is like no decision is guaranteed to be the best decision, right? So I embrace that. Be made. Predicted the future, I wouldn't be in education, truthfully. I would be playing the lottery and doing something else completely. But the fact of the matter is, is that you have to make a decision. When you're in a position of leadership, the decision has to be made and someone has to make it. So no matter what you do, you embrace that decision, do it, and then try to like work with the best direction and the outcome of what had happened. You know, you're, you're, I'm not always going to make the best decisions. You're just not. I mean, you're human beings, but your past experience pulled it into a direction where you think you have the highest probability of success. That's all I can tell you. And that's all I try to do is continuously try to push that envelope to do it more or anything like that. So that's exactly what I do. Recognizing it, being open to it uh, is huge. And right. it's one of those things that, you know, your story started, I mean, obviously the day you were born, but your whole podcasting career uh, really started with you coming out of what you went through with your divorce and losing your dad. And yeah. um, and so I, I see that as definitely the bottom for you. And you've said this before on my show and your show where you rock bottom type of thing, and, and that's where you planted yourself to grow. And right. that's probably, I think, the biggest from, from mind, that, that where you came from, Jeff, those, those years yeah. to where you are now. I mean, to be brutally honest, after like losing my dad, because that was the second major event that kind of took place, and if you follow my show, obviously, you know this story ends and out. It's like the second most popular podcast. The fact of the matter is, is that, I'll be honest with you, that first year, I didn't think I was going to continue to do much anymore in my life. I'll be honest with you. And the reason why is because I was that deep into my level of sadness, depression, however you want to look at it. But I constantly had to grow. I had to because I didn't want to stay there anymore. And I, and I didn't think my life was going to stop at that particular point. And at some point, I had to make a decision to do that. And that's to be here, truthfully, like even professionally has gotten me here. Mm. And it's mm. because it forces me to tell a story. It forces me to reflect. It forces me to grow. And so I've gotten better as a person that talks to other people because of this show, because of what I do. I, and it, I use your podcast almost like therapy, truthfully. And when I don't see, you know, us necessarily the most productive thing, right? And that's the reason why I know I force myself to kind of keep meeting with you. Again, it's not that I don't want to meet with you, right? right, right. It's just time. But I know the value of what I do after I meet with you and we do something like this because not only are we putting out great content for your show and to obviously, again, focus on leadership because this is what I think this podcast is all about. And where, so, you know, again, this is just why I do this with you. Why I'm, again, very grateful to be in the present moment with you to constantly just keep growing and moving forward. This is never going to stop, my friend. This no, train no. will continuously move. No, but you're absolutely right. There's there's times when we don't get together. There was this little gap in my life. There's this little, right. dang, when can we get together again? And, it's, and you're right. It's nothing that we have to do. And it, right. Oh, it's on the calendar. Oh, I don't want to, you know. No, man, I, where is it on the calendar? Because I do want to uh, continue <laughs> meeting with this. This ties right in with another thought. Um, so you probably already answered this, but uh, a lot of times we have to look at the other end. Of, of the spectrum. We look at, you know, those things where we've lost confidence and then the bottom. But on the other end, what are you most proud of, of, of you doing what you've done over these last few years, your life? It could be some other thing that you, that has happened to you that we don't know about. Honestly, and this is, again, the truth is my relationship with my family has grown mm. so much better. Mm. 
And I've been through a lot. I mean, it's it just, I've been through a lot. That's the best way to put it. But in my relationship with my family, every day is awesome. Like, I can't even tell you. Like, my mom and I, we hang out every Monday night. And she'll be at the board meeting on Monday night, you know. And for me, that's everything. When I shared with my brother and my sister that this position was given to me and, you know, it was an opportunity for me to kind of grow professionally. My sister basically wrote back in an email that my dad would be very proud of me. And for me, it means a lot, truthfully. It just really does mean a lot. Like, I mean, my dad is just, I think about him tremendously, you know, and (laughs) when I get really super duper stressed and, you know, times get hard, you know, I just, I wish he was here just to kind of talk with a little bit, you know, honestly, but. You know, that's that's another story for another day, more anything right. like that. But, I mean, honestly, John, like, just to survive all this, to get here, it's everything, man. And, you know, I, I I hate to get all choked up a little bit, but, you know, just when times get hard, I always think about those, the most difficult time I've been through, with that losing my dad, going through that divorce. It was rock bottom was the best way to kind of put it. But for me to get here and for me and my family seeing how much I've been through and they're still loving me, you know? I mean, that's, it's everything, truthfully, it really is. And it's funny how, in general, like, family will always be there for me. That's how it is. My friends, I have had friends coming in and out of my life the last five years. And I mean that respectfully, again, they just coming in and out of my life. And to, to see what friends I have right now consistently that I lean on, it's unreal. It's mm-hmm. unreal. And it really is true what John Maxwell says. You know, you are the average of the five people that you hang out with, you know. I believe that was John Maxwell. I could be wrong on that one. But, you know, it's just completely accurate. And, like, I feel whole because of that, you know. What's interesting to bring this all back in context is that I'm a perfect blend of my mom and my dad. My mom has the compassion that I've never seen before. I get all my counseling ability from her, her empathy, her love for people. It all comes from her. Not that my dad didn't love people, but my dad's personality, my dad's organization, my dad's strength in regards to numbers all comes from him. And when I get this position and I'm sitting here, I'm just unbelievably blown away at how much like it fits. You know, everything fits because I'm I'm so much like my mom because I love people and I want people to be successful at the same time as I have to be organized. And I'm very organized that I have to keep learning information and all my brains, how I look at it to a certain extent, comes from my dad. And it's just like, it's, I'm just very grateful. You know, that's all I can say. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, there's no video going on here, but the people <laughs> next door uh, in the other room are probably wondering why I'm tearing up and, and know the context of what just happened yeah. here. Um, let me tell you about a couple things. I love how you talk about um, reaching back into our own history. Remember, our past is our best mentor. Right. Those low times where, of course, we don't want to keep talking about it and living there, but you know what? In, in, in times throughout life, when you go back to those moments that you were hitting rock bottom, there's strength in there. Yeah. There's courage. There's right. determination. And you can go back, tap into that, look around where you are at today and realize, God bless, I am doing pretty good. Celebrate that a yeah. little bit. I and I love the, the depth of the energy that you draw from that, uh, that you're grateful. That gratitude is just so huge. Right. And you're right. The people who you surround yourself with have a direct bearing on where you're going, what you're thinking, what you're doing. 
and you got some great people in your life. And I, I dare to say it's a hell of a lot more than five people. <laughs> no, friend, it is. That, it is. You it, have it's a tremendous investing amount. in you. Yes. No, it's a tremendous amount. And I'm not going to sit here and take up a whole podcast and <laughs> like basically claim all these people that have been part of my life more or anything like that. But, I mean, really, what it comes down to, again, is you're, you really are the people that you surround yourself with. You really are. If you want to be successful, look at the five people that you are very close with and see how far they've grown with yep. you, you know? Yep. And I rely on that every single day of my life, truthfully. And, you know, again, that's who makes me the person that I am right now, seriously. And, you know, I'm genuine. I'm 100% genuine. I mean, what I bring to work is what I bring to my outside personal life. And so I look at that as just being consistent. Consistency is very important in my life right now. And I need that. But, you know, going through everything that you just talked about in that main question, more anything like that, is that what you said is like, I've been through a lot and that's obvious, right? But I didn't stay there. And if I chose to stay there, I wouldn't be the person that I am today. Again, I think that's the most important part. You know, it's just I, I chose every day to fight past my demons of my past. Mm-hmm. And that's what you constantly have to do. And... If you realize that every day is a brand new day with an opportunity to learn and grow a little bit better than the person that you were the day before, it's a complete victory for you as a person. That's awesome. And I will tell you this. I've made arrangements. I've changed my schedule. I'm going to be there Monday <laughs> night. And I've already pictured it where I'm going to go there, grab a seat, and I'm going to save a seat for your mom right next to me. Dude, you don't. <laughs> because let me tell you, I, I just um, I love you, and this is going to be something very special to be there. Uh, at this board meeting when they officially introduce you uh, with your with your new title. And again, I, I don't, that's not what I live on. You know, I really don't. I mean, if you end up being there, buddy, that's the last thing that you need to do, truthfully. Yeah. But I mean, the fact that the matter is, is that like, again, that's why I don't live in that, like, the need for constant celebration. You see what I'm trying to say? Because the fact that the matter is, is that this is just another stepping stone for all of us, you know, everyone involved, you know, like my friends, my family, Everyone that I know, the people that I work with, I mean, this the list goes on and on. Because I think at the end of the day, everyone wants to be better. An organization wants to be better. You know, the people that you work with, they want to be better. I'm just grateful that I can help assist with that and serve. You know, honestly, that's that's really what it is. I, I said this again, over and over again. I'm a very servant leader. And I, I really want to take that approach where I constantly keep giving. And I hope it's reciprocated because I lean heavy on people. And that's exactly why I'm grateful for is that people are willing to trust Mm. and create that instantaneously level of trust between him, her, and I, whatever the case may be. And it's impactful. It really is everything. And it's why I constantly keep pushing myself every day. Love that. Is that one of the main things, Jeff, right now that is you can hang your hat on from the standpoint? That's what fires you up. That's inspiring to you. Not only in this new position, but every day. Is that what you're looking forward to the future? This continuation of connecting with people and making a difference and changing? That's 100%. That's 100%. Because I feel like everyone has strengths. Everyone has strengths. Mm -hmm. And so when you get an opportunity to meet different people and just see how excited they are to meet Mm -hmm. you and then how excited I am to meet them, it means everything to me. It really does. Because, again, you know, going back to that, Positivity Project, the Harvard Happiness Study that we just talked about on my podcast show. The fact is, life is all about relationships. And I say this over and over again, and I don't know how many times i got to stress this. It really is all about relationships. And people come and go in your life, whether it be your choice or their choice. 
the fact of the matter is, for me, I whether or not they come or go, I choose to try to keep fighting for every relationship that I have. Mm. And mm. I love the people to hang out with, man. I really do. I mean, again, these people that are in my life, whether professionally or personally, they mean a tremendous amount to me. That's huge. I love the fact that you're willing to fight for that. Man, that's a powerful lesson there for all of us. All right, you guys, as we wrap this up, just a couple more thoughts here. Um, Nelson Mandela once said, we've heard this before, there's no passion to be found playing small in settling for a life that is less than the one you are capable of living. You know in your heart of hearts where you've been settling, selling yourself short, because again, your past is your best mentor. You cannot get away from yourself. I tell myself and my students all this all the time. You look in the mirror, there you are, and you know exactly what you've been doing, where you're falling short, where you've been you know, shortchanging yourself. So in the process of this, uh, cutting yourself off from possibilities that inspire you most deeply, okay? When you sell yourself short, when you play small, you are cutting yourself off from the possibilities that inspire you most deeply. Uh, This author wrote in Brave, which again, I'm going to have to check this book out, it's never too late to become the person you most aspire to become. Mm. What are your thoughts on that, Jeff? Because a lot of people, I think, look at you, oh God, he's got his PhD, He's a director now. Like, they don't say it, but they might think of, man, what else could this dude do? He's arrived. He is he is at his final spot. But I think this is true for you, too. It's never too late to become the person you most aspire to become. Right. And it's never too late for anybody. Whoever's listening to this, wherever they are, the same on your show, it's never too late to make a choice, make a decision, right? Connect that, light that switch, whatever it is. Um, so just, you know, what are your thoughts about... Playing small, there's no place in life, right? Right. It's just like you playing post when you're playing basketball, <laughs> which I look forward to seeing again, hopefully sometime. Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> what are your thoughts so, on that as we wrap up? You know, I had to make mention of that. You know, I play small my whole life because I'm 5'5", five five, you know, and basically <laughs> that's my, my stature basically means I'm a small guy. But in general, look, everything that you said there, the best way to kind of summarize that is that, look, I'm a human being. Everyone's a human being, right, that yep. I interact with, you know, especially at this current juncture of our lives, right? Everyone's human beings, right? Mm-hmm. But with everyone being human being, okay, my biggest thing is the fact that, again, going back to this, I, I'm just trying to be a good guy. That's all I can mm-hmm. try to be, you know, and I try to be a fair guy. I try to be an equitable guy. And that's really what it is. Like, when going back to the Positivity Project, you know, I asked Jody and you both your strengths, and you guys were able to articulate that right away. And then when I asked you guys what are the the three ones that you guys are at the bottom of the Positivity Project survey, you guys were both like very kind of like certain extent looking at as a weakness, right? The first thing I did when I I took that survey on that Positivity Project was I just went right to the bottom anyway. Because when I went right to the bottom, I looked at it and I'm like, this is where I need to grow. I, I look more for growth than I do for success. I guess that's the best way to kind of put it, you know. But if you look at the top, the number one trait for me is fairness. I completely believe in that. Wow. And it's equitable. And again, because I try to be fair. I try to be helpful. I try to be equitable to everything. And that's very important to me. That's very, very important to me. All right, you guys. I hope you enjoyed uh, today's show. Jeff, you just did a fantastic job. And uh, you brought to mind the Positivity Project. I'm going to put a link mm-hmm. into that survey yep. uh, in the show notes, along with the article link for this too. Uh, but any final thoughts with uh, this whole mindset of, of the big changes you've been through, um, the encouragement for others, uh, you know, just picking yourself up when things are down. Um, 
I, I know there's plenty of things out there. You mentioned, um, you know, uh, certain people that have inspired you, other podcasts, other things that people can listen to uh, for others to kind of chime into and connect with. I mean, it's not a good time to ask me that specific question because right now <laughs> I'm like barely listening to any podcast right now. I mean, the only podcast I'm currently listening to is like a fantasy football podcast, which is not even helping me in my fantasy football league. But, <laughs> so to make a long story short. Uh, the best advice that I could probably say is the fact that every day is a brand new day. Take it one day at a time. It's very cliche. I know it's so cliche, but really that's how I'm living right now. It's literally one day at a time. So I have to reset my mind every single day, be open to learning something new every single day, and then constantly keep pushing yourself to keep moving forward, you know, and just honestly trust yourself in the way you, you know, conduct yourself every single day, either professionally or personally that this is the best way that you can possibly live, then good, and continue to keep doing that. But if it's not the best way that you can constantly keep living every day, then challenge yourself to be better. Truthfully. Love, it. Love it. Okay, you guys, great way to end. Hope you enjoyed that with uh, with Jeff. We're going to get him back on again in the future uh, once things settle down, which I don't know if they'll ever settle down for him. But, uh, they will. They yeah. will. Thank you so much for coming in today. All right, you guys, keep finding me over on Facebook at coach to expect success over on Twitter at coach to success and, of course, on Instagram at Coach John Daly. And, of course, on the website, coach2expectsuccess.com. Book list is there at the bottom. You can reach out and contact me there on the homepage. Check out the blogs. Those are being updated since I've been trying to challenge myself to keep up with my students uh, and their blog posts. I've been trying to uh, – I think i got two more i got to catch up on, but I've been doing a lot better than I thought it would be on That's this. Good. So uh, keep checking that out over there. All right, you guys, thanks a lot for chiming in. Take care of yourselves and each other. We'll talk again soon. See you.